Hello, dear friends and ministry partners. This is episode number 275 of Missions Incorporated, the podcast of Practical Missions Cohort. The title for today is How to Live as a Christian in Times Like These. How to Live as a Christian in Times Like These. We're going to go ahead and dive into this topic a little bit today, and I pray to leave you with something that is encouraging uh, for you to think uh, not just in the immediate, but also in the long term, as all of us are navigating what is truly a complex time with numerous variables and lots of unknowns before us. Uh, But I pray that as you tune into this today, that your heart will be encouraged and you will be more motivated to live your days that remain faithfully to Jesus Christ. Uh, so in a minute, we'll go ahead and, and dive into this, and I'll share this, unpack this for us, and and that'll be our podcast episode for today. Let me run the intro, and then I want to make uh, an announcement of sorts before we dive into that. Okay, if this is your first time uh, joining us, my name is Jesse Schrack, and I'm the founder and director of Practical Missions Cohort. I'm serving in the country of Italy, where we are uh, focused exclusively in the country of Italy, among the Italian people, where less than 1% are evangelical today, 90% of the missionaries coming long-term to Italy leave within just four years, uh, 90, 80 to 90% of the people here are Roman Catholic, only 5% are practicing, 32,000 of the 34,000 cities and towns in this country don't have a good biblical evangelical church witness there. Uh, great, great need for the gospel to go forward, and that's who I am and where I'm at. Uh, this is where we're focused at PMC, reaching the Italian people and seeing biblical churches planted. So welcome. Uh, thank you for being with us. Uh, one quick announcement I wanted to make is simply this here. Serve in Italy. If you or uh, your small group or your church, anyone there is interested in serving overseas, doing missions work, we have a variety of ways that are now available through PMC. Uh, So you can serve in Italy doing a short-term missions cohort, and we have those set up uh, for summertime between uh, in the month of June and July. You can come on a trip for 10 to 14 days with a group of 8 to 12 people and do uh, cross-cultural evangelism with uh, track distributions, park ministry, um, uh, piazza ministry, um, all that good stuff like that. Uh, reaching the lost people together as a team or as a cohort in this case. You can also get involved in long-term missions. Uh, that's our one of our main uh, objectives in this season is to find folks with the calling to be long-term missionaries and to come join uh, the ministry here, join in on the team, the church planning efforts, and uh, and serve long-term. Long-term means a minimum of a three-year term. Uh, so you commit to a three-year term, and if it goes well, you can stick around as long as the Lord would have you. Uh, but you come and serve for at least three years and join in on all the church planning, all the aspects of church planting here in this country and where we're currently located. Uh, So we mentioned short-term, we mentioned long-term, evangelism cohorts, teaching English as a second language is another way to get involved through the ministry here to reach Italian people, doing an internship as well from uh, one month to 12 months, uh, you can do an internship. Uh, We have a couple coming this summer to serve for four weeks, uh, doing a variety of different outreach ministries and all kinds of things related to the church planning efforts here. Uh, And uh, you can also set up and do a vision trip as well. Uh, You and a few people from your church, one church leader, can come and learn more about the ministry, get a hands-on feel for what's going on here. If you want more information, we invite you to check out practicalmissions.org forward slash serve. And if you have any questions, be sure to reach out and we'll be happy to answer those questions and tell you about the variety of ways that we have now in place uh, for others to join in on the work here in the country of Italy. 
All right, let me switch screens here for those who might be watching. Uh, again, episode 275 on the podcast. And uh, we're going to be reading through this today, a recent blog post, How to Live and Do Missions as a Christian in Times Like These. There's no doubt about it. We are clearly living in very complex and disturbing times. Fear is in the air. Uncertainty is felt around every corner. Will there be food shortages coming? Will Russia really start using nukes? Will Putin really attempt to submerge the United Kingdom in a nuclear bomb-induced tsunami? Will there be a major energy crisis, as some are predicting, at least here in Europe, where numerous countries like Italy and Germany depend heavily on natural gas and fuel from Russia? Will inflation continue to rise so drastically? Will free speech be banned? On and on the list of current troubling and potential realities go. Whether we like it or not, we are facing numerous tests to our faith in the King of Kings, Jesus Christ. Do we really believe that He is Lord over all and that He has a great plan in all of what is currently happening in our world today? It's my strong conviction that through all the uncertainty that most of us are facing about the future, the Lord desires that our faith be strengthened and refined. It's my conviction that no matter what happens in the coming months or years, there will be a great moment of clarity felt around the world. It'll be a moment similar to that which comes after a dark and fierce thunderstorm, when the sky becomes crystal clear and our vision seems to increase tenfold. After darkness, light is a slogan from the time of the Reformation that constantly rings in my heart. In fact, this little slogan is intentionally placed on the bottom of all of our custom-made tracks here in Italy and our media ministry stuff as well. Every time the gospel and the word of God go out, there is the potential for a soul to be transferred from darkness to light, just like we read of in Colossians if we truly believe that Jesus is the Lord of Lords, we can have great peace and strong courage to confront whatever may lie ahead, because we know that He is ruling over it all to the end that the world will see more clearly that Jesus is Lord. So how are we to live through times like these? There is much that can be said on a theological and practical level, but here are a few things we can pray for God's help to implement in our daily lives. Number one, live mindful that whether it be soon or not for several thousand years still, there will in any case be an actual end in which there will be judgment. Live mindful that whether it be soon or not for several thousand years still, there will in any case be an actual end in which there will be judgment. Make sure you are truly saved. If you are saved, be mindful that God says you are now justified and sanctified through the finished work of Christ and you have been spared condemnation. Rest assured as well that God will deal with evildoers. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. Acts chapter 17, verse 31. Because he has fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed, and of this he has given us assurance 
to all by raising him from the dead. Point number two. Live fully in the now, as if today could be your last, but be mindful that Christ could very well not return for several thousand years still. Live fully in the now, as if today could be your last, but be mindful that Christ, Jesus, could very well not return for several thousand years still. It's important to live fully and to the glory of God today. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. The Lord has given each of us a purpose and ministry to fulfill. All that we do should be done under the Lord Himself for His glory. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Too often, in my estimation, we find too many who are convinced that the, quote, ship is going down, end quote. They believe strongly that Jesus will be back tomorrow, and so they don't properly live their lives by bringing the gospel into every area of life. They're not very optimistic about the Lord's work in our world, nor the gospel or the power of the gospel to transform people and even nations. Uh, They long simply to be taken out of here. They don't think about the future generations. This was my view in many earlier, uh, in my early years as a Christian. It's my conviction that it is this mindset that has caused too few rooted Christians to get involved in law, politics, and education, which has led to the reality of some radical and, frankly, crazy people trying to establish ungodly laws and policies in our country and around the world that cause much harm to others. It's for this reason we are facing many of the challenges we currently have before us. Throughout history, it seems that the one belief that most Christians have had in common is that they were convinced they were living at the end of all things. Yet we see that the Apostle Peter himself spoke of the end times having already begun even at the very beginning of the church. We read this in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7. We also see Peter talking about how the Lord one day, how with the Lord one day is as one thousand years, and one thousand years as one day. We read this in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 8. The truth is that we have been in the end times since the beginning of the church. The truth is that the gospel is still daily transforming souls, lives, families, communities, and entire nations even now after 2,000 years of God the Holy Spirit acting, operating in our midst. You and I cannot know if the Lord will return tonight, tomorrow, or not for another thousand or ten thousand years. All we know for sure is that God is working and doing far more than we can imagine or dream. And most assume that God's work is soon already over. Yet this assumption has been proven wrong over and over again. Live fully today, for tomorrow is not guaranteed. But out of love for Jesus and the gospel, don't forget to think long-term as well. Point number three, fear not. 
Fear comes naturally for many of us, especially when there are so many things out of our control in the world. As Christians, we should fear God and walk by faith, knowing that Jesus has overcome the world. And by faith in Him, we too have overcome the world. Let us resist the temptation to be paralyzed by fear. And let us find courage and boldness to press on for the glory of God. John chapter 16, verse 33. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. For everyone who has not been born of God, for everyone who has, sorry, been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. Point number four. Keep active in the local church. There is so much to say regarding the importance of being a faithful member of a biblical church. Let me just point out a few things that ought to motivate us to better love God, the church, and the lost for the time that remains for each of us to live. God arranges, number one, the body with purpose. God arranges the body with purpose. Every member has an important role. We read about this in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12 to 31, when Paul refers to the members of the body, each member being unique and with purpose, uniquely placed there, arranged there by God himself. Know and play your role. This is my encouragement to you, to me, to all of us. Appreciate the members of the body of Christ. God intends us to be different for a purpose or for a reason. Point two here, Jesus builds his church. Man and all his growth strategies does not build the church. We simply play a part in what Jesus is doing. His ways of church growth are not like ours. Primarily, Jesus grows his church as we obey him and evangelize the lost, and God the Holy Spirit causes new birth. On a positive note, let us remember that no, no one and nothing can stop Jesus from growing his church. We read this in Matthew 16, verse 18, when he says, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. As we evangelize the lost, let us rest assured that Jesus knows his sheep, and they hear his voice, and come to him. We read of this specifically in John chapter 10. Third point here, sub-point. God the Holy Spirit orchestrates. God the Holy Spirit orchestrates. He moves, directs, orchestrates circumstances and people toward those who can gather them in and care for them by making them part of the body of Christ, a biblical local church. Jesus wants his sheep well-fed. He wants them built up, and he wants them flourishing. The story of Cornelius in Acts chapter 10 is a beautiful picture of how God causes his church to grow, even while we sleep. 
And we read in this passage how Peter was taking a nap on the roof, perhaps giving time to prayer, but while he was sleeping, he fell asleep, the Lord spoke to him, confirmed something to him through a vision. We, we read in this passage as well that a God-fearing man named Cornelius, a Roman, a pagan, who feared God though, was uh, met by an angel and told to call, send for the man named Peter. And when he sent his people to Peter, Peter responded because God had prepared his heart to receive them and to go with them. He went and he proclaimed the message. God was orchestrating here in the life of a pagan man, in the life of Peter, an apostle, orchestrating so Peter would go, bring the gospel message. And while he was still explaining all things, while he was still preaching and proclaiming, he caused the whole place, all them there, to be born of the Spirit of God, to be made new, to be saved. Uh, God orchestrates. Another thing we see here is the story of John chapter 21, which is a beautiful picture of how Jesus directs lost people to be found, just like he directed the fish into the nets of the apostles. Great story, and it's the time when the disciples, after Jesus' resurrection, were out doing what they, what they know to do well. They're on the water, catching fish. They didn't catch anything. Jesus is on the shore, resurrected, alive again. Ask them if they catch anything. They say no. He says, cast your net on the other side. What did Jesus do? He directed fish from one place, from in the sea, right into their nets. And they had a huge catch. I think it's 153 fish that he brought in. A good indicator as to the reality that God, the Holy Spirit, orchestrates the growing of his church. Point number five. As you live fully in the now, have your mind set on building. Renewing, creating, restoring, proclaiming the gospel, teaching, equipping, and leaving a solid foundation for those coming after you to build upon after you're gone. One of the greatest, uh, one of the Christian's greatest joys is actually found in evangelizing the lost and discipling new converts. Sadly, modern trends have pushed believers away from the call we have to evangelize, biblically and faithfully. I pray to the Lord to revive the church with a fresh vision and zeal for biblical evangelism. If you want to be revived in the work of evangelism, let me encourage you to sign up for an evangelism cohort in Italy with PMC next summer. It's a great way to ignite the flame in your heart for biblical evangelism. In addition to this fundamental Christian practice of evangelism, I want uh, also to point out the importance of living all of life for Christ. As Christians in this world, it's my conviction that we are to be applying ourselves not just to evangelism and discipleship, but also to building, renewing, creating, and restoring so as to leave our world, our little world, a better place than how we found it and so as to leave a foundation of sorts for others to build upon after we're gone. I believe we are to be doing work that causes people to marvel at the ways of God. As Christians, born of the Spirit of God and part of new humanity united to King Jesus, we are salt and light in this world. God is the creator and builder, and He has called us to do likewise. There is much joy to be found for God's people when they apply themselves to building, creating, renewing, and restoring in their everyday lives. 
businesses, products, art, health care, education, music, and services that bless others and bring glory to God are essential. Homekeeping and homeschooling are high callings from God as well. Let us not forget that for much of Jesus' earthly life, he was a carpenter. And after his resurrection, he was seemingly doing the work of a gardener, cultivating the ground in the way the first Adam had failed. Frankly speaking, if I didn't believe what I'm writing here today, I would for no reason sacrifice my life in Italy to build and create the PMC ministry and see lost souls reached and discipled to the end that more biblical churches are started. The work here is laborious, and the fruit is not measurable in quantity to the labor, to the amount of labor that goes into it. But I'm convinced that it is worth the sacrifice. A foundation is currently being laid that can, Lord willing, continue to be built upon even long after we are gone, if indeed the Lord should tarry still longer. May we all apply ourselves to do similar, to live all of life to the glory of of God. 2 Peter 3, verse 17 to 18. You therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, take care that you are not carried away with the error of lawless people and lose your own stability, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. Thank you for joining us today, episode 275, and we hope to have another episode out later this week as well with some more words of encouragement uh, as we start off new series of exhortations related to missions uh, uh, from this podcast as well, using this podcast for that end. God bless you, and until the next time. Ciao, ciao. If you like the podcast, we encourage you now to come on over and join us on the inside. If you love Jesus Christ, you love this podcast, you love the Italian people, you love the Church of Jesus Christ, it's the perfect place for you to meet other people and uh, see and understand more about the Italian culture and what is going on with Practical Missions Cohort in the Italian context. Look forward to seeing you over there. God bless.